This question comes to us from Marcello. That you sound a little like depressed as you're reading that. Uh, uh, well, let me <laughs> do it again with let feeling. Let me jazz it up for yeah. you. Why don't you do it again okay. with feeling? Okay. <laughs> this question comes to us from Marcello. Well, now you're overdoing it. Okay. Uh, he says, "Hi, Bob. I'm really interested to know about your transcription process. This is a good one for you. You got a lot to say about this. I have so much to say I, about this. I know. Yeah, I lived with you many years ago, and I I was there to see it." This chair has got to go. Do you remember when we watched Jerry Springer Too Hot for TV and the guy would say, I'll come out of this chair at you? Yes. Yes. I do remember that. And then you I'll wrote it. Yeah. I'll come out of this chair at you. Did I write a song called You that wrote something? a Jerry Springer suite, actually, for oh. one of your composition classes. Oh, dude. And you know how it went? I can sing it for you. And it was just a rhythm change, and then whatever the following oh, phrase was. Right. And, and, and I'm yeah, pretty sure like that's a jazz the, comp class. I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty sure that's the key, too. All right. Just to look be behind you. Okay. You see that book that says Blue Note? I do. To the left of it is mm-hmm. a navy blue three ring binder. To the left, to the left. Pull that off the bookshelf. Nope. Is that navy blue? I can't see because my I'm going to pull with the headphones. Just try again. Okay. <laughs> I, careful, careful, careful. There's like. <laughs> Okay, that I believe, (laughs) you open it up, I believe is my portfolio from that jazz composition, maybe not the manila folder, but somewhere in, like the, um, take the manila folder out. Okay, (laughs) I'm worried about these headphones are pulling on me, I'm going to knock everything over. I'll come out of this chair at you, rhythm changes, let's see what key it's in. (laughs) Oh my gosh, dude! Yes, you're yes. totally right. Yes, I am. Uh, yes, I am. Holy shit! That's I. I mm-hmm. 1998. Well, so there you go, everybody. I remember that from 1998. Oh. In the oh, right. Oh, I have this. Oh, this is great. Ryan just sent me this blues with me and Patrick Cornelius, our good friend. I, um, mm-hmm. uh, and Ryan and I think Stefan. Oh yeah, Schultz. Yeah. Anyway, playing this, and he rec- he got it off a tape. Oh, I got to show you this later. And I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to post that yeah. if I only had the chart. And I forgot. I do have the chart. Oh, let's man, go back to. Sh- I'll come out of this chair. At okay, you. that's amazing. You, yeah. that's amazing, dude. Yeah, thank you, thank you he, very much. Wow. Why you? I have a scary. Actually, I have a teacher who's now at Berkeley, who I went to an arts camp with him in 1994 yeah and he gave us all his phone number back then he was like please call me stay in touch with me and i he used to have a song that he wrote and sang on his answering machine and i walked up to him one day and i sang it to him like last year wow yeah did he run away no he was fear? he was like he's always got something funny to say so he <laughs> I, he he just you know kind of laughed at me and Wait, but um, how amazing it is that, that this just came up and you're sitting here and you remember this tune and this tune was arm's reach from you in a three-ring binder. That's the magic that can happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting here. My place is a freaking pigsty right now. It, it It's not a pigsty. I mean, it's, it, it's this is your workspace, so yeah, it's obviously... But it no, but yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Wow. You were here, folks. You were I'm going to have to... You know what I'm going to have to do now? I'm going to have to put, like, make... You know, scan this in or something mm-hmm. and put this up so people can see what. See and Holy believe. crap, dude. Yeah, okay. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Oh, remember this one? Nothing comes to mind. Mm-hmm. 
No mm-hmm. parking here. Look at these titles. Yeah. Maze Tomcat. <laughs> what are you, a Tomcat, a Nightcrawler? <laughs> yeah. That's back when okay. we used, Yeah. Okay, so right. transcription process. Yes. Jerry Springer, Too Hot for TV. Oh, that was because of the chair. We right. got off on that Squeaky tangent. Chair. Okay. Transcription chair transcription process. The question was he just wants to know my thoughts on transcription. No, process. he says he's in, I'm really interested to name? know about your transcription process. His name is Marcello. Marcello. Okay. My transcription process is very very basic. Uh you're Scott, you're sitting here, you can see I've actually re- recently installed, reinstalled my old stereo system, like mm-hmm. an old-fashioned, and when I say old-fashioned, I just mean like from the 90s, um, but like a re- stereo receiver and a CD player mm-hmm. that I had back in college, and you know, I like the tactile kind of sensation of literally pressing a pause and play button and rewind and whatnot and having it come. I don't, I don't like doing it in, in the computer, Yeah, you know, for yeah. the process of transcribing. Cause I do it. It's a very, um, literally a very hands-on approach to doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, and so the way, and the best way that back in the, in the day was to get a CD player that had a B repeat. Oh yeah. And you hit, yeah, yeah. you know, so you hit the <laughs> play a little section, you identify the section, then you hit a, and it's like the entry point. And theoretically this is, you could do the same thing on a piece of software and you absolutely right. can. It's just, I don't know I, for whatever I've tried it in logic and garage band. I know people mm-hmm. use that software transcribe. I should, I should preface this by saying I, I do not now, nor have I ever used any technology to slow down a solo. Yeah, to I don't do that it. either. Yeah. And pe- this is an endless debate for people, and my mm-hmm. students ask about this all. And I'm not going to say, "Hey, no, you shouldn't." You know, whatever, because oh yeah, yeah, whatever. If you you know use what's available to you, but here's my here's my reasoning of the many things that transcribing is good for, and I think it's as close to a cure all as there is in terms of how to develop your sound, your intonation, your time field, your mm-hmm. vocabulary. Um, did I say your intonation? Yes, your articulation. You know, I mean, anything that you theoretically want to improve about your playing, yeah. the answer is in copying the people who already have not only do that, but have done it on record. Yeah. And there's, I mean, <laughs> there's a never-ending supply. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess in today's thing, the challenge becomes, well, which things do I listen to and focus on? But that's another topic Mm -hmm. so for the actual transcribing process um of all these things that you can get from transcribing one of the big ones um is the ability like the eventual goal the way i look at it is the ability to transcribe yourself in real time so what i mean by that is you know you may have heard people say this oh in jazz that like you know the goal is to play what you hear Mm -hmm. it's like okay great what does that mean right right well to me, that means first you have to hear something, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't have to hear every last little note. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was younger, um, one of my early kind of peer mentor, he was a little older than me, but a little ahead of me in um, high school, but great player. He he was the first person to share this idea of shapes to me. Like he mm-hmm. was like my friend Alex. He was like, I I just I don't know. I like I hear shapes, and it took me years to understand what he meant by that. But now I get it. It's sure. like, yeah. You don't. I'm not necessarily hearing every little. Oh, I'm about to play a G sharp, mm-hmm. and here it goes. You know. But you hear structures and shapes. I might hear a part of the horn I want to be in. I might hear, a, but it, it, some sort of geometry about mm-hmm. the way I want to play. So tra- what transcribing does, and and more uh, specifically, what transcribing in um, in real time, like transcribing something at tempo, mm-hmm. does, is it teaches you, it 
it gives you the reflexes that you need to do that with yourself right then and there in a performance Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because that's really what is happening when you hear somebody plays like somebody who's evolved in playing at a level that you admire what you're hearing is a person who's able to think just a little bit of ahead just a little bit ahead of where they are and then execute that idea Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is so Somebody, I, I gave this advice to somebody and he, he about the transcribing thing and he wrote back to me something really interesting. He said, I totally get what you're saying. This particular person had been um, using some sort of slowdown mechanism, right, mm-hmm, to transcribe. Mm-hmm. And when I kind of described this reasoning to him, like, hey, here's why I think it's important to transcribe something in real time. And I'm going to, by the way, Mar- is Marcello, right? Yes, Marcello. I'm going to yeah. get to something even more specific about how I actually do this in just mm-hmm. a moment. But... um the benefit that this other guy was expressing back to me, he was like, I get it now. Like if I'm just transcribing stuff, if I'm slowing stuff down to transcribe it, I'm training myself to be a guy who's good at playing things that are slowed down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you are what you repeatedly do. Yeah. So if what you do is slow down solos to transcribe them, mm-hmm. you are training yourself to be a guy who's good at doing that thing. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. And then guess what's going to happen when you're on the bandstand with real musicians? Shit's going to be moving at a real tempo. And right. you won't have any time to slow it down. Well, you know what I think about, too? I, I didn't do as much transcription as you've done. But it's like the first time, like if I listen to a solo now that I transcribed, I remember, you know, all these things are just phrases and melodies, right? So, but there are certain codified, like like bebop language. Sure. Like there's things that we hear people repeat. Well, the first time I heard a certain solo, I I didn't recognize those little phrases and those little bits of language yet. But by transcribing it, in my case, I did it like like you do in real time and or whatever the tempo of the piece is. Right. Um. Then from that point on, like once I've learned how to hear those phrases when i hear that same phrase in another solo i already know the language yeah sure you know it's not like i have to slow it down every time or whatever it might be it's like it's like it would be like learning to hear another spoken language or shakespearean english or so you know like you don't get it all at first but you get pieces and it's like you you fill in this puzzle you fill in the blanks i i when i was in uh gosh high school i guess i had a lesson with a um tremendous saxophone was by the name of uh joel from joel from great player and in that lesson he wrote out um i can't remember it's a little foggy now but he wrote out like a sunny some sunny st- like he, he played mm-hmm. something and he wrote it out and i was i, I just was beside myself when watching him write something out that sunny stood his play he didn't even have his horn he could just write it out uh-huh. by ear and i was yeah. like I'll never be able to do that. And it's not that I, and, and that's a whole nother topic. I don't write out transcriptions. So, mm-hmm. but um, what he was saying at the time, and I couldn't get then, but I understand now, is that he was just so familiar with Sonny Stitt's mm-hmm. um, idiosyncratic thing, devices and, you know, mm-hmm. the little Sonny Stitt isms. He transcribed so much Sonny Stitt on his horn physically mm-hmm. that he just knew when he heard a thing, he knew like, Oh, that's him doing. He's, he's going up E minor. Right. Like he knew what that was. Yep. And he could put it down. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, just back to the nitty gritty of transcribing. Uh, I do not write stuff down. Mm-hmm. I do not like necessarily. I have no sort of um, agenda about. I have to get the whole solo 
Like I was just showing right, you that, right, that Brecker right. thing I was working mm-hmm. on. I, I like, and also I like to revisit solos. Mm-hmm. I've always done that. Like I still to this day go back to a couple Eric Alexander solos, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Potter solos, Michael Brecker solos, whatever from that I started transcribing as like a sophomore in high school when I was like 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that time I could only get a little bit of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, in real time, I got what I could and I left the rest or I faked my way through the parts mm-hmm. that were too busy or difficult or whatever and then then i picked it back up where i could join in again mm-hmm. um and i just got what i good got what i could and then so and then i turn i turn each little thing that i get into a little mini etude yeah okay so um i was just transcribing this michael brecker solo it's like the second track on his debut album called michael brecker and mm-hmm. the song is called i don't know how to say it. it's like Sizzig Sizzig or yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just him and drums out front it's yeah. just him and and jack dejanet and it's you know, it's a blazing, like, barn-burning soul, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's challenging <laughs> no matter which way you cut it. And so that solo just is something to reference for an example here. If you go check that out, it starts with him just like... You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can sing like that. I can give a rough outline, mm-hmm. you know, before I jump in with the horn. I can kind of approximate. I'm not going to be pitch perfect on every note, right? But I, I've got that shape of that person's solo. So a bunch of listening to the solo enough to have the shape in my head. And then literally, here's where it becomes just like clownishly simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put the thing on and, I, and I, I've got my finger on the pause button. And I get ready, I play it. And so if the solo goes, whatever, I go on the pause button. So we go, one, two, three, play. Pause. That's it. Two notes. You know, and I'm not singing them. It's a tritone on the recording. It's like A to E flat on the tenor. Um, and I'll and I'll hear the last note that rings out. I sometimes yes. I work backwards. Work backwards. Yeah, yeah I, work I do that backwards. Too. So it's yeah. like I start with the note that the very last thing I hit pause and I hear that note, mm-hmm. and then I find that note, and then I you know yeah. And but we're talking about two notes, mm-hmm. and I will work my way through this thing at you know however I need to one to three notes at a time. Yeah, sure. Microscopically, but I'm never slowing it down mm-hmm. because. What I'm actually doing is as I pause it, I'm trying to hear the echo in my head of what I what just played right. before I hit pause. Yeah. So so when I hit pause, I'm actually replaying it in my head five or six times before I even try to t- put it on the horn. Yeah. Sometimes I, I call it like think it, say it, play it. Like if you can if you can think of it, if you you know, conce- or working backwards, like you're not gonna be able to play it if you can't say it, like somehow mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. sing it, articulate right. it, whatever. Yeah, and you're very, not gonna be able to true. sing it or say it unless you can think of it, like mm-hmm. conceive of it, right? So if you hit the pause button, but it, and you're like, okay, you can start to play with those two notes in your own, like, what is that? Oh, let me find it. And now this giant Michael Brecker solo is just two notes. Mm-hmm. Now all you have to figure out is those two notes. Mm-hmm. And then you got that on your fingers. Like put, you know, if you, you know, if that's, if that one little thing is enough of a challenge, fine. Put that with a metronome and just, but it, but it, but it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And then you move on, but it, but. And then I'll go to the third note. So I know I've got the first two notes, right? Now I rewind or skip back, you know. I mean, this is all happening in less than a second right, in, terms, right. in real time, right? And so I go, um, but it, but it, and the next phrase happens. So I'll go, but it, but, and I'm ready to hit the like pause button. I already know exactly where I'm going to hit it. I'm just mm-hmm. waiting to hear that third note. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I know the first two notes. And again, I'm sort of working backwards, 
from the last note that's ringing out after I hit pause. Yeah. And I just connect that to the stuff I already figured out mm-hmm. first, you know? And what what's great about this is that you start to, this whole like tapestry starts to shape in your own, in your mind, in your visual sphere, okay? Where like you begin to develop a picture of what this solo looks like. Mm-hmm. And people often ask, like, well, what, when you say you're visualizing, like, are you seeing a piano keyboard? Are you seeing the saxophone? It's almost none of those things. It's like this it's like weird... like shapeless thing. Yeah, yeah or, or, or of... it's, not, it's not like a clear picture. It's like a feeling. Almost, yeah, like a shape. yeah, exactly. Again, the shape thing. It's a shape yeah. thing. And there's some... I'm, I don't know. I'm seeing kind of like where I am on the horn mm-hmm. or I don't know. There's weird little triggers. But by doing it this way, by doing it yourself in real time versus reading it or whatever, it's a, what it does is it trains the muscles, the right muscles, the muscles that are necessary for you improvising music in real time. Yeah. You know, that's really, I think, the main benefit to it. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me, yeah. and I hopefully it makes sense to Marcello as well. No, I mean, th- and then I, as, as you go, you just turn, and then when you have three notes, you have four notes. You, at each level of difficulty, you back away from. You know, sometimes you can get the notes, you can yeah. hear them and get them, but you might not actually. You know, you're not ready to play them at that speed, right? And like that's what I'm doing with the Brecker solo. I, I don't hear them, and then like I'm immediately playing at that tempo. I can just get enough to know what it is, and that becomes my own little mini etude for the you know the half hour i'm working on it the metronome goes on and now i have like um eight notes from this brecker solo and i just loop i find a an easy way to make a sustaining like loop and i just start put da da ba ba do ba do da da do ba da ba ba do ba do ba da 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 and then i'll even go slower ba da ba bo do be do ba do bo ba bo over and over and over and then go back to the recording in real time and Mm -hmm. you do that enough you don't need it you you slow yourself down but i i think that ear training is important that real time ear training you know not the slowed down version Mm -hmm. that's just that's my two cents i knew you had a lot to say about this one yeah that's good stuff